0: Hello and welcome to What Moves Us Express
1: Or alternatively, What Doesn't Move Us
0: <laughs> A daily podcast throughout this uh, disrupted season
1: Brought to you from sunny Brighton and at
0: Nine Elms in London Hi Johanna, it's been a while
1: Yeah, it's been a while, how long has it been?
0: Uh, at least a few weeks, yes Does the
1: time fly when you're having fun? When you're in lockdown?
0: Well, We're not quite full lockdown anymore because we can go out as much as you like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you've been naughty going out anyway, haven't you?
0: To the park at the end of the road.
1: <laughs> didn't didn't you do?
0: Open did, and plant the plants and make it nice for the neighbours when they
1: didn't, didn't you do a, a little um, ferry to a, a certain tourist or, or normally tourist hotspot, beginning with pay Pen- no, not Pentonville Road.
0: Portobello Road.
1: Portobello Road, that's the one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on, a, on a
1: nice sunny weekend.
0: Yes. Very nice walking around central London without the commuters and tourists.
1: Yeah. Well, you can do that on Christmas Day.
0: I'm always in the US for Christmas Day.
1: <laughs> you should stay one year. You might have to this year. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> right, uh, what are we talking about Today.
1: Well, we're talking about our new research project that we're just about to kick off.
0: called cool. Rail in the 2020s.
1: Embracing the Future of Mobility. Yes,
0: which we need to be now because the government has advanced the trial of micromobility to next month, not next year.
1: But I think it's wider than that, though, isn't it? Just about micro-mobility, because um, I think when we... I mean, cause we're, obviously, we've been thinking about this research project a long time Mm. um and it's um and sort of like what does it mean for for us particularly in terms of the railway because there's been a lot of talk about a new normal and getting back to normal and i have to say i i was i was thinking about this earlier because i i do dislike the word normal
0: right
1: and i think i can um i think i can I can thank.
0: You have a uh, problem with the word normal.
1: <laughs> I do, well you see what is, it? I I remember at school and sort of, I, I don't know, I can't remember which teacher it was, whether it was the English teacher or whether it was the RE teacher, um, it, it sounds like it might have been an RE thing, um, about talking about what does it mean to be normal, because I think we were talking in the context of people with disabilities and obviously I'm a child of the seventies and language wasn't very politically correct. And we used to talk about people being normal and not normal. And so I think because of that, I've never really in the context of what's normal, I've never really liked the word normal because what's normal because it's normal for me and everybody has a different sense of normality. So, actually, in some ways, when you talk about society and organisations and that, it's not normal at all. It's just practice or culture or or something. It's not normality because normality is personal.
0: Deep words for a Thursday afternoon.
1: <laughs> but I think, and that's where it gets me sort of like in context of... of this because uh, of our research projects in terms of us thinking about what what the future holds and i think that's why it's important to talk about the future and new models because you can't go back the back you know january february 2019 whatever you want to call it it's in the past you can't go back to it you have to you have to go to the future And I think we have to start thinking about that because I think a lot of people would say that what was in the past is not necessarily, was not necessarily good. And so we have to find a better way and a new way of doing things.
0: Right. It's not about normality. So how is our research project helping that? What are we asking people? Oh, survey. (laughs) Survey.
1: what are we asking people so so what we've so what our thoughts are is that we're going to we're going to start the debate i think or start the discussion on right. what that future could look like so we're looking to as Rail innovation group we're looking to um, publish a thought piece on what that future could look like we're looking for contributions from our community and also from other other interested people within the transport, um, the supply chain. Who else are we interested in hearing from?
0: Uh, we are interested in hearing from anyone really who's got some sort of connection to rail.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I think it's important as well is that whilst we particularly have a rail focus, some of the some of the problems that we have had. Yeah, and so, and, and not even necessarily some of the problems that we've had, but some of the the um, the areas that we have been quite passionate about in terms of implementing technology and developing the new model of mobility as a service, and that now is actually an opportunity to do it, isn't it? So, what we want to ask is: Do other people? Do other people think it is, and how difficult it will it be to get there?
0: Yeah, now is an, an excellent time because. Um, some emergency measures in place can help us make that transformation for example the streetscape uh, changes that are being done to provide walking and cycling space in city centres is having an impact on urban mobility Um, how people get to work oh deb's just joining us (laughs) What, what are we going to ask her as soon as she logs in She's connecting, there she is. Hey Deb.
2: Hello. I can't hear you. Yeah. Hello,
1: sorry. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> we started you. Is that a word? Pod bombing?
2: Pod bombing, yes. I so <laughs> we I'm
1: have, we so have started. have
2: started. pod bombed, have I?
1: <laughs> Excellent. Can we, can we have that as a new term?
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't see why not.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Deb, you've just joined us. Uh, Hello. Hannah and I were in a discussion about uh, our thought piece, and we're talking about how is is the moment a good opportunity, sorry, is this the right moment to be considering a different type of mobility in future, given that we have so many sort of emergency measures in place, we have streetscape changes, we have train operating franchises effectively suspended, um, we're about to build HS2, or we are building it, So what are your thoughts on, is this the right time to make change?
2: Um, Yes, it's always a good time to make change, I think. And um, I think now is the uh, great time to sort of rethink some of our, um, some of the ways that we do things. And that is, I'm talking about right from the kind of, how do you build a business case? Um, Obviously thinking about now, you know the government sort of encouraging people to um not use public transport at the moment because of the virus so obviously you know passenger numbers down and um, you know unsure about when those passenger numbers are going to come back up and that kind of thing so you know in that sense it's it's quite a useful time to look at the bigger sustainability arguments around public transport and transport generally and um, use them as a way of um making a new framework for building a business business case i would suggest that might be a good idea so that we can sort of take into consideration some of the social benefits and the environmental benefits that um that transport projects can have and you know rather than just looking at numbers you know the covid virus has been interesting because there's been certain sort of in transport anyway certain projects that have that have happened that um that have no economic benefit whatsoever but that are being done purely on a community benefit basis um you know and that's actually quite quite interesting isn't it for mass transport people that kind of always look at a very strict kind of you know business case scenarios are there enough passengers can we make can we make the business case for this whatever it might be so perhaps we are in a new completely new paradigm where there's going to be things like community benefit that are going to have to be built into into the into the mixture um, might sound all a bit utopian but you know if you want to keep where the we chance be going
1: if you want to keep the transport network or the public transport network i guess you have to move to that type of model don't you because at the moment there are insufficient passengers to provide that revenue cost benefit analysis
2: mm. well yeah and, and you know if you look at the bigger if you look at the sort of i mean look at the message again you know that the government saying like walk to work if you can cycle to work if you can well how many people can actually do that and that's you know that's because let's face it most people don't work near where they live you know so they don't you know but there is an argument then to say well okay you know especially for HS2 longer distance journeys are still very viable because you could perhaps do more long distance journeys perhaps people will end up doing more long distance travel to work but less of it kind of thing you know so people might be moving around might be considering different living in different places um that are further away from work even
0: johanna was just telling me about looking at a house on the western isles
2: <laughs> wow there you go then you see that's a long that's a long walk
1: <laughs> but i guess i i guess that's one of the things that's the danger for um public transporters is that we all get used to this remote working and we quite like yeah.
2: it we do yeah, we do like it, but then I suppose you've always got to remember the fact that actually most i think i can't remember what the stats are, I should remember, but you know I should remember lots of things, but um the, like there's more leisure more there's much 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 more uh, rail journeys taken on for leisure than there is for commuting, like commuting is not yeah. the biggest story of the of of, of transport of uh, certainly of the rail sector, so you know, I'm not saying it's completely. You know, it's not part of the picture. Of course it is, but you know, it will. Another thing it, it hopefully will do is force uh, us to look at ticketing in a different way because people will want to travel differently. I think it might mean that they don't. They may not travel less. They might travel less. I mean, uh, is that, I don't necessarily think that's that's particularly a problem, but they will travel differently and they will certainly need more flexible tickets to be able to do that, I, I would I would think.
0: Well, especially For, if we're going to influence or we're gonna guide people on and off different services based on social distancing.
2: Yes, exactly. I mean, train, trains should be in a good position, you know, they should be well placed to be able to accommodate social distancing because of course you can just put more trains on so people can have more room if there's more carriages you know or what and things like that i know there's obviously and i totally get that there are problems around that and that you can't just make trains you know uh twice as long as they were but you know you can you can you can do that you can look at service patterns and you can look at all of that that's what's probably going to have to be done it's going to be a great. great i big guess
1: up. that's probably another big thing though that has to happen isn't it corporation you can't have individual companies working for their own individual interest because you might have to shift rolling stock around the country according to where you need it for capacity um if you think you you think of something like um if we all got to go on holiday in the uk this year
0: yeah
1: how do you provide the extra capacity for people going to the seaside um you know, could we see a re- return of the the old british rail specials that would you'd book to go to that particular destination
2: mm. yeah yeah exactly but, I think but,
1: but um but it is interesting that you bring up fares because yeah and season tickets and all that because probably that that is probably one of the biggest opportunities for reform isn't it because previously that um and, and linked to the business case, there's been reluctance from from DFT and Treasury to to reform fares because of the implications for the financial model mm. and what yeah. that would mean for revenue and rebasing franchising. Well, at the moment we have no revenue, so you can start from the, you can you know, start afresh, so to speak, mm. and build that new model.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, there's some good. You know, there's some there's good practice around a to bit to, to be that could be looked at and, and and replicated elsewhere. I mean, you know, Cornwall are doing really interesting stuff on um, like make you know integrating their ticketing on their on the train and the bus. You know, Cornwall have got an interesting sort of demographic because everybody lives in quite small places really in Cornwall. So buses are a really massive part of their um of their public transport um infrastructure really and, and and so you know because obviously the train isn't the answer in, in every in every circumstance but what you need is to have everything to happen a, a joined up network so that people can actually get from you know from where they want to go to where they want to be without having to sort of change onto sort of numerous types of transport or use their you know or get into their cars to get to you know the first port call of call for the first bit of the journey and all that kind of thing because the more you, the more people have to do
0: that
2: the more it puts them off
1: right
0: the public transport in the first place so so this is the start of our study and our research project how do people get involved johanna
1: right so um so the first way people can get involved is that um they can send out also they can um send out Fill in our survey, and um, you're going to send it out to our community. Yes, Liam. Yeah. And is it going to be available online as well?
0: We'll work it out. At the moment. <laughs>
1: awesome. So, so they can so initially be able to find it on our website, and presumably we'll do some social media posting about it as well, or just get in contact with us, and we'll send it out to you.
0: Yep. yep. And then we will uh, the event the eventual outcome will be on the website
1: and also we're going to have a munch and learn next week about this as well aren't we
0: we are indeed <laughs> right. i must uh love you and leave you so i have to stop this
1: and see you at munch and
0: learn next week yes Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs>